Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. We're going to be continuing our episode, our series, Night's Order. This is going to be about the fifth house. So here we are. The fifth house is the house of Leah. And how you would interpret it, this is this is your debut. Now, you could interpret the previous houses as your debut, like your rising sign, like your default basic functionality and how people view you at a distance without hearing your voice or even shaking your hand. You accumulate all of these rumors and gossip traits about you, and that's basically what casts your rising sign, not your sun sign. And yeah, what you spend time on is what you value. Could be a great estimate of your debut or who you are, truly. You know, the third house, how you think and communicate, what you're talking about, can be a great factor of who you are, your debut in the the astrological world. Thank you. The fourth house. You know, if anybody knew anything about what street you lived on, what house, what type of house, how you keep your house, would be a great estimate um, about your personality and who you are. Also, you know, just also the fifth house puts more emphasis on that because this is the house of Leo. Leo traits and Leo things. Now, more specifically, the fifth house, because... As we get higher and higher in the houses, the more high concept it gets and not as practical. So if you feel a little lost or feel like this doesn't really vibe or connect with you, it's okay. Because like I said, in my opinion, the first two, the second and third house, I should say, are the most practical, literal houses. You know, you could... If you know those houses, you're you're going to be and understand those houses placement signs. You're you're going to get the person right there on the T. All the extra stuff is like really the politics of astrology, you know, because it's more like high concept things. So fifth house could also mean children, you know. Could also mean your childhood. You know, um, Aries, you know, going back to the first house, Aries, it's like the person that does what the king says with passion, with, with, with the drive, with the fire, you know, they're not the decision makers. Leo made the decision because he's in a position to do so. And as Aries is doing his tasks, he's making decisions within this order or this uh, expedition he must go about and Aries isn't well Aries could be like the prince you know the zodiac you got the the king Aries could be viewed as the prince Aries could be viewed as the knight obviously so When you, when you're looking at that, depending on 
obviously, well, not even depending on your, what, what house was I thinking, uh, like, really the fourth house is probably more so what I'm thinking is that in astrology, the moon could be reflected as the mother because that's what the moon is in this whole cosmic family is, is the mother. Venus, the second house, is like the princess, the sister. Mars and Venus is the him and the her. They're together. One cannot be without the other, honestly speaking. In astrology, they're in a relationship. You know, um, and the earth could be seen as the child of the sun. So going to the sun, here we are. The sun's placement, if the sun is here, is a strong, the sun is at home. It isn't like the sun in the second house where things of value could bolster it. It isn't like sun in the first house where your your sun is the have to take the initiative like as of Mars, Aries type, you know, as you're rising. So your sun in the fifth house would be strong in its place and capable. It means bountiful, you know, life. You have fun and you have children. And, you know, you have a generous side, you know, with the sun being here at his home, it bolsters that that's the thing about when planets are in their typical home house, they bolster those traits, those positive traits, and also negative traits. When the planet is like in a pseudo good house, these these traits could be amplified, and some traits, good traits, could be absent, and some bad traits could be absent. It really depends on the sign with that planet and obviously the house because the the planet is like the player and the the sign is the how the player goes about it in the house is all right this is the goal when you're in this house all right, and the planet, the player, already has has its you know quirks about it. So once when it it does what it needs to do or runs into trouble, it will ask how, not why, because you are asking the why question. The planets are asking the how, and when it answers back, the sign asks how. So here's the secret is <clears throat> when the planet is not in its traditional house and when it's not with its traditional sign, look at what the traditional sign could be or should be. So you're looking at Mercury, right? And is being governed by the sign of Aries. People that have 
Mercury, per se, with Gemini in said house, let's say the fifth house, will have some positive traits that you, Aries, Mercury, in the fifth house, have to, um, have to imply. This is the advice that you should be applying in said house because the house is a theme. Like, you know, for example, today, this is the fifth house. And spiritually, even higher than that, these are your long-term goals is the traditional sign for that house. Regardless of the planet, and you will research that, and those are the spiritual soul lifelong journeys you should apply for that house. So, <clears throat> for example, you got Mercury, and you got Aries. Like I told you, the first lessons you should look is what are some negative traits about my Mercury in Aries in the fifth house? And look out for that. To become a better person, look at people that have Gemini with Mercury in the fifth house, which I can imagine this is a pretty good placement. You know, and look at their positive traits. And then lastly, look at Leo, Mercury, fifth house people. And that would tell you your ultimate, like what you should, like before you die, you gotta nail these cons, these qualities in you regarding this fifth house, because these, because there isn't really a said perfect sign with a perfect house. Like by default, you would just say Aries first house Mars, right? Taurus, Venus, second house, you know, but it's just all default. You you could sort of say like that is perfect. So with that being said, seeing that there really isn't other people have great traits that you can learn from them. And this is what we're hypothetically talking about is really other people <coughs> can be you know your your cure, and even them themselves for somebody else, you know they they they're they're not useful. So, you know we can all learn from each other. Is what I'm trying to say. All right. So thank you for tuning in with me about fifth house. Hopefully, I'll gain some more understanding on how to interpret yourself and better yourself and what to look forward to good morning good afternoon and good evening folks this is funny crazy stupid hey i'm your host phil asadi it's your boy west side west in the building aka the tallest man in the universe yeah all right let's go ahead and bring this closer <laughs> but yo jay says you you got something crazy funny and stupid today Mm. Funny, crazy, stupid, and recent news. Uh, I guess. Nah, I gotta give it some more time. 
I'll give it some more time. I know I think of something. We're going to pull up some articles and then we'll get into the special. <coughs> no problem. Well, my crazy, funny, <coughs> stupid story today, well, tell today is how people live with their grandparents or parents in these low subsidized homings, like that when their rent is like 150 and stuff like that a month living on a sofa, but yet they out here got Yeezy phones and Jordans and Gucci bags and stuff like that. Damn. But yet, ain't got a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. Yeah. People, people, people are funny like that. Because people, those would be the same people talking about how they rich. But it would be the same people talking about how somebody else ain't rich because they, they don't got Whatever they deem is is what's rich. You got people out here that got more than one kid and rocking fake jewelry, talking about they rich. They're like, nah, man, you, you got kids to feed, all your money going to your kids, and you buying fake jewelry. It's not even worth anything. Like, like you ain't living a, a rich life. You over there got Yeezys on your feet, but you over there living on the couch. You over here got the iPhone, but you over there living on the couch. So, so we all know how life gets for y'all, folks. We all know how life goes for y'all out there. You know, you got real rich people that don't even buy jewelry. Because even 21 Savage said, yeah, man, when I'm around people that's richer than me, I don't see them wearing jewelry. It's the truth. Real rich people don't buy jewelry at all. And definitely not fake jewelry like some of y'all do. Know. And real rich people, they not even driving the cars that y'all want or even have. If real rich people that's driving the hybrid out here, they over here driving some normal SUV and they rich. So we need we need to get our wealth priorities straight. Big boy Wes, my brother Wes, he's touched up on a good point that I always wanted to mention to y'all about what wealth is and how to actually build towards yourself. Because you could be rich, but uh -huh. you want to be wealthy. Because the thing about it is what wealth is, it can be passed on through generations. It doesn't just stop with you. It continues to grow. So that's the thing that, you know, we as people need to realize and get together is that we want to be wealthy. We don't want to be rich. Rich is nice, but rich can be gone in the blink of an eye, you can be here today, gone tomorrow. Mm. You feel me? So, yeah. you want to be wealthy, not just rich. Because if you're wealthy, you're rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, the Walmart family, also known as the Walton family, they're wealthy. Because it doesn't matter if the mom was the real, was the real corporate corporate head that made the the, the Walmart franchise. Her husband is wealthy now. Her sons, her daughters, they're all in business. That's wealth right there. That, that's more than just being rich. A lot of these people out here will give it to you. You rich. Or maybe more specifically, you're hood rich. You know what I mean? Ain't nothing wrong with being hood rich. You know what I mean? You you got $100 you can always have in your pocket. That, that hood rich shit. But probably. the thing about it is, is how you got that $100. That's Ooh, the problem a little bit too sometimes. A lot of folks also sell the weed and all that money in their pocket. goes right back to the eighth that they're about to buy again. That too. Also, man, we just need to like, I, just, I feel like 
We're leading our youth down the wrong path. There we go. We're not stopping a, a cycle that's been going on for way too long, for my taste. Mm. You know, we need to start telling people, and not people, we need to start telling the children, the youth, that, you know, they can be something other than a fucking football player, basketball player, or, you know, drug dealer, or, uh -huh. you know, IG model or some shit like that. You feel me? You know, or just shaking ass or whatnot. You know, we got we got to show our youth that it's more than just that, you know. Oh yeah, and and you gotta you gotta invest in something that's gonna that's gonna be valuable over time. And it's not always about items, but also your knowledge, what you got going on for yourself, what you're doing right now, as far as on IG and what you're doing on the block, is that gonna be beneficial for you in the next ten more years? Like that same exact thing. Is that going to be worth even more money that you're doing in the next 10 years? The thing that you're doing and the people that you're surrounding yourself around, is that are those people going to help you grow and put you in a better position in the next 10 years? It's more than getting rich. Like Brother West said, you got to build this wealth. You got to get wealth going. And also, Not rich, 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 rich. Because that's probably what's been keeping us on this treadmill. With our culture and why we're not moving forward is because we're too much focused on being rich and not being wealthy. Exactly. We're, looking, we're thinking about today and not tomorrow. Hell yeah. Oh uh, yeah, man. Uh, so, funny, crazy, stupid. One hell of a way to get it started. Y'all could also chime in on some funny stories of people with wealth and funny people with being getting rich and all them stupid schemes. I remember somebody told me about um, way back in the day, like a uh, little bit later college years of my life, about this golden coin. This coin that's, that's like 30% or 20% gold. And you invest in that because it's going to be an asset. And the whole pro practice was you would suggest somebody else to purchase a coin and use your name as a reference and you gain <coughs> revenue off of the people that you got reference. And I was like, yeah, you got schemes like that. That's like... Pyramid schemes. That's all it was, you know. Some, some funny shit like that. We all know too many of our people trying to get more of our people involved in those Ponzi schemes. And that, that shit is not going to be there for you. It's not. It works for some people, but it doesn't work for all. Nah. But then also, like, it, it also goes to the to the point as well, man. I feel like we we as the people, we need to have, stop having so many damn kids with different people, or just having too many damn kids in general. Well, ain't nothing wrong with having kids because we've all figured out that Hispanic people having kids on top of kids and they're working and prospering and but and we ain't up. working because at exactly. the exactly we we. We beefing with one another. Yeah, baby mama drama, baby daddy drama. Because you know, part part of the part of what's working against us is our is our people curving, getting us to stop having children. So that that's not really our problem. It's not right? stop having children. Be more, be more mindful of who you have a kid with. There you go. I like that word, mindful. Be more mindful. Like just that's that's one thing we we need to stop thinking with our dicks sometimes. Think with our dicks way too many times. Thinking with our titties too much. Stop thinking with your titties and start thinking with your mind. So you know you feel me. 
That's you one know? thing I feel like we need to do, and that'll be a key thing. As long as we can put two parent households and with the parents teaching the kids about investing and everything like that, just showing them, you know, they choose to go other routes, then that's like really on them. But you know, we gotta do better. We need a lot more two parent households. It's Boom. Because way back in the day between, especially between the 30s and the 60s, our marriage rate was even higher than the white people's marriage rates. And we was a smaller population. Than they were. Crack fucked us up. There you go. Nixon and, and, and Reagan just literally fucked us with no Vaseline. And also Lyndon B. Johnson with the desegregation. We we were educating ourselves and loving ourselves and taking care of ourselves the way we ought to because we knew our own people. And when Lyndon B. Johnson signed that bill right after JFK, they desegregated, it's like now you left it up to white people to take care of us. Mom goes to work, dad goes to work. Of course, these white people don't know us and they can't educate us and they're going to lead us wrong. So right from there a whole generation dog got reshaped and it was like two different generations where you got one generation that could build the shoe and shine the shoe and now we got this next generation that's going to the shoe parlor just like the white man to get his shoe shined by the white man or by another black man it's like damn yo why are you over here putting yourself in this position when you know that you're just in the same bad position as the shoe shining man and even if the shoe shiner man is white, he's not even trying to sign, shine your shoes because we, because they over there put ourselves right next to them, and we know we ain't equal, or at least they're not going to treat us like we're equal, and we had to suffer with that. Our best, our best thing was was for us to to take care of each other and to love each other, and we we forgot how to do that. Yeah. Because when, when they was shuffling, Miss Bridges, I forgot her first name, the first black woman, the first black person to be segregated, they had to get U.S. Marshal to protect her because there were people out here that was going to kill her. Other than that, her life before that was safe because she was with her people. She ain't need to be worried about, oh, somebody about to come and kill me. But now because of that, he basically made her life a living hell for, for the rest of her school years. But Lyndon B. Johnson at least had enough brains to be like, damn, I just did see Let me go on and get the U.S. Marshals there because I don't need dead black people showing up on my doorstep because I did this. And it's crazy. And also, dude, you got to blame... You, you also got to hold accountable Martin Luther King then, too. You know what? Reggie Don told me a deep conversation about Martin Luther King, and he was saying, far as in your example, he's like, James, you need to always be your best and always strive to be your best. Always set an example and always have a movement because Martin Luther King was smoking, he was drinking. At that very hotel that he got shot in, he was fucking a white bitch. He just left the room smoking a cigarette, knowing that a bullet was going to go through his chest. But he knew what he was doing way beyond smoking, way beyond cheating, way beyond drinking was for our people. There was a big cause. And I was like, damn, you know, when you say it like that, does it really mean that our people have to be compromised for a bigger purpose? Is that really 
the way to go because it seemed like that shit has been going backwards for us. We haven't been progressing. We've been going backwards. We've been turning up. <laughs> Fucking white bitches are drinking and smoking. I mean, but is that even a way? Has that been working for us? And so far, it's like, nah. We need to do something different. Maybe fucking white bitches and smoking cigarettes ain't the way for us. No, it's not the way. But yet we continue to do it. Yeah. Look at Michael Jordan. How many white bitches he done fucked? That's crazy, y'all. He done married a new one. Hey, man, that's on him, bro. Uh, I can't tell that man how to live his life. I just know one thing. That nigga is the GOAT of basketball. And that's it. That's also the thing. The reason why I brought him up is that you know where we also fucked up is right after the 60s and 70s when all of our people were dying. The majority of the people that were dying were revolutionaries. And after that, the only thing that we were left for as black leadership was a bunch of entertainers and athletes who were signed under corporate contracts. Uh-huh. And they were limited to what they say and limited to what they do and they had control of us right there. Way beyond the revolutionaries that wasn't even signed in no corporate contract to go play on a basketball team or to be in some goddamn movie or to sing on somebody else's stage. Using somebody else's stage to tell our story. They didn't need all that. They had their own stage and they wasn't even thinking like that. They wasn't even accepting their money. They had our own money and our own fundraising. But now all of a sudden, after all of our revolutionaries died, The only black leadership that we had that we looked up to was people that was accepting money from these corporations to guide. And a lot of their stuff was some tap tap dancer type shit. It was that type of shit that was taking one step forward, one step back. Now you get the dance type shit. It was like, yeah, you know, I put out a good song that sort of told our plight. But we singing and dancing to it and jiving about and doing reckless things while that song is going on and after the song or right after the basketball game, you know, having all the sex with all these white women and all that. It just it just what they said and what they did in that little bit of time on somebody else's court or on somebody else's stage didn't add up to their lifestyle right afterwards. And that really led us astray. Can you blame him? Like Jack Johnson. First black celebrity athlete, world champion boxer. That nigga loved white women to the point where he went to jail. To the point where he had to flee to France. And France like, yeah, we tolerate niggas. You can fuck white bitches over here. The same way Marcus Garvey had to flee America and go to... To the UK, to London, and, and and end up dying in London, because it's like, damn, yo, America hates niggas that much that y'all had to go to where y'all came from just to live a life and to die. And we all know how Marcus Garvey died. Like the man, when you see, every single picture when you see a Marcus Garvey, he in a big ass car or in a horse and carriage, like he's the president of a country of a nation, like mm-hmm. like. Like, he's a general with the big hat and the suit and all the badges. But he ended up dying homeless and alone. It's like, damn, yo, why? 
wow, 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 why do a lot of these great and mighty people be coming to grisly ends, ends and it's, shit? Man, it's the, it's the pleasures of the flesh, my guy. Yeah, man. You know, the thing about it is, if you want all that money, you willing to pay the price for it? That's, that's another thing, too. Can't forget that. It's a crazy life, man. It made me cry every time. So, you ready for our news updates? Sure. All right. Uh, Biden signs a bipartisan law punishing China for treatment on the Uruguay minority. Now, what's going on in China is China is not like America. They actually got concentration camps where they put Muslim people in there. It's bad over there. Sometimes they put their own people in prison camps. And also, they got slavery over there. So basically, it means you could work for the country and not get paid. And they benefit off of the land that you manage. You know? Slavery. Actual slavery. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yo, they are their own nation. I, I can't <laughs> tell them people how to run their lives or how to be. Uh, I just got a problem and they decide to come over to my neck of the woods and be like, hey, yo, y'all, y'all niggas got to, nah, B. Yeah, it ain't going uh, down like that, B. Yeah. My Second Amendment says it ain't going down like that, B. <laughs> that's, that's how it, and, 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 and until that falls apart, we got protection. Honestly, the Second Amendment gives every man or woman the 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 means to bear arms if threatened. Especially <laughs> on a I think a person coming from a whole nother nation coming over here bears me the right to bear the <laughs> that. Yeah. But the, the the Chinese they don't they don't operate and they don't think like us Westerners. Yo, so. they're one of the oldest fucking civilizations on earth, Loki. Yeah. Yes, yes. They're like right behind Egypt, one of the oldest countries ever established. Boom. So their their way of life is is fundamentally older than ours. We're way older than ours. Ours is only like what? Yeah, we're like one of the youngest countries ever. Like yes. we, we just hitting the three year three hundred. We hitting the six hundred year mark. We're yeah, that's China got. Years. We don't know like, what the fuck is over there, yeah, bro. We don't know what the fuck they found. Yeah, they got thousands of years over us. You know, like it's is is that simple, honestly speaking. And it's it's unique how a country that's older than us still don't see women the same way as a man. Different religions the same way, apparently. Races the same way. They, it's like, are they right for having slaves? Are they right for even having communism and having corporate control in other nations now? And now when John Cena say, oh yeah, the people of Thailand going to watch this movie. Hell no, John Cena. You know, you're like John Cena knows how to speak China, Chinese Mandarin. He, 
is that powerful? Hey man, Fast and Furious B. I am Groot, nigga. <laughs> the, I am Groot. To to the point where Hong Kong protesters going off. Now the NBA players was like, yeah, we support the Hong Kong protesters in the in the Republic of China told them, no, you don't. Stop doing that and take down those posts and renounce your support for those uh, Hong Kong protesters because they're going against the Republic of China. We don't care if they're a little city state that exercises whatever rights they believe they are. They want to be independent, and, but they are a little power. It's like how New York City is to New York State. A lot of people in New York State don't like the feeling of New York City overpowering their vote because they're a city or they're a mega city. You know, they're still part of the state and you're not outside of the state of New York. So that's how the people of Hong Kong feel like with China <clears throat> and how China feels about Hong Kong. Like, you're just a city in our country, bro. You ain't nobody by yourself, really. <laughs> but they're like, our market economy is what's powering this whole country we talk about between Hong Kong Shanghai right and what's the third one you can name a third Chinese city right now uh you said Hong Kong who, what else Shanghai remember Shanghai. Um, they just had the Olympics there you know it and Beijing. They, there you go and they got oh it's Japan they're mad at but they also got mad at Beijing because Beijing was illegally built by people that wasn't even illegally contracted to build the thing. And it wasn't even fundamentally safe for people to be in it. But you know how China is. They're like, well, don't, don't mind us. Matter of fact, the Chinese representative will go as far as say this. China is like the panda. Don't mess with the panda. Just let the panda do what he wants to do. Panda Word. doesn't want to fight. Panther wants to live and do business with others. The kangaroo, right? The pig, right? <laughs> the monkey, right? He's like, okay, I hear your point. The kangaroo is supposed to be Australia. They're mad at Australia because South Asia Sea is at war, man. Have you ever heard of that one? Wait, South Korea? South Asian Sea. South Asian Sea. Yes. So China got all types of trade routes in the Southeastern oh, South Sea. South Asian. Uh, oh, that's one. They got um, man-made islands out there. And they're like strategically placed by the military. So also America and Australia is over there. And China is getting a bit greedy. So China is without people's permission overnight building man-made islands and trying to conquer more and more territory or at least claim more and more trading trading territory and is getting closer and closer and interfering with um taiwan cambodia's uh land space because you know they want to be independent more specifically taiwan because taiwan is a small little uh Uh, like what you call Florida. Starts with a pan. Uh, uh, you said pan? 
you know a body of land that's mostly surrounded by water oh yeah that's uh, the term i forgot uh, damn right it took you back to school real quick yeah word <laughs> but i forgot the term it's just like that and the the australians are feeling like their backs against the wall because they aggressively want to maintain their water or naval space, but not without the backing of at least America. And the predicament they're in is, if China was to cross the line with us, is America going to come to our aid? And most likely, no, America is not going to come to their aid because by America coming to their aid will mean immediately direct intervene into something China is very picky about apparently is you know water space naval space so just the fact that if America was to show more aggression and even fortitude not even attack it would put China off because China doesn't want to back down. China is not going to back down, actually. China has shown characteristics that they're willing to break the rules and bend the rules every now and then to be ahead and to stay ahead of overall global economy, uh, infrastructure building, because they're trying to be the, the leaders in contracting. That's also the underground thing that's that's been uprooting a lot of uh, local contractors, is Asian contractors. And, uh, you know, they their buildings are a bit wonky because they're, they're not perfect. Let's just put it like that. You know, it'd be one thing if they were perfect. We're not talking about German engineering, you know, per se. Because this supposed light rail that they're so proud of they had to get it from the Irish because that's where it came from. Matter of fact, they were the first to develop that high-speed light rail and travel all throughout Ireland and Northern Ireland way before the Chinese and the Chinese had to learn from them. But what, what we're learning is that China's a bit stubborn, the panda is. But uh, <laughs> if, if the panda was to be provoked in a fight, the panda being so grotesque that it is it won't it, it only has two moves to make and the second move would be a fall so who's it gonna fall on it might fall on but i don't uh, know would a kangaroo really fuck a panda in real life though a panda person i don't know honestly don't know like them full grown like if i had to take a guess the kangaroo it has more mobility to escape, so it would, if heavily provoked by the panda, it would be more prompt to escape and evade the panda. So by default, because of the panda's bravery, depending on it, it would win. I think the kangaroo might be, you know, because of more mobile, it is would be more prone to to flee a battle if it feels I mean, provoked enough. Unless a panda can go the size of a fucking grizzly. I've never seen a panda the size of a grizzly. Mm. I think a grizzly would fuck a kangaroo up, to be honest with you. Mm. The grizzly would definitely fuck up a kangaroo. Yeah. A for, full for some reason, I'm imagining the grizzly having more mobility than a panda. 
Pandas do seem a bit too subtle. Like as if Not they're subtle, like, but they just don't seem like they get that big. Like, right. You right. know, compared to like, you know, the grizzlies you hear about and shit like that. So, uh, going back to the article with Biden signing a bipartisan bill to punish the Chinese on their treatment of a certain Asian minority is only further in provoking China. China probably doesn't give a fuck, but it is provoking them. Like, how dare you even have a opinion on trying to punish us? In what way do you think America could punish China? Is through trade, right? But it ultimately would punish itself because you're you're in a trading war with China and apparently losing in this trading war. Because you know how America does world politics. Welcome us into your country. Let's build an embassy. Cool. You know, we'll help you out. Yeah, we'll like some help. But hire our politician. No. Well, magically, your president dies and gets assassinated. Magically, there's a coup. Magically, there's a civil war in your country because of America intervening. Matter of fact, now that you got our politician that we approve because we have our embassy in your country, military strategic planting, right? Now, we get to dictate who you trade with because American influence on trading would be like, look, Canada only trades with Brazil, and Mexico only trades with Brazil. I think you ought to trade with Brazil. Why haven't we had a hand in Brazil's trading? Because we don't knock their politicians and civil war, CIA bullshit, right? It'll just put us in a better position, and getting another country to sign a treaty with Brazil. And a whole lot of that's been going on, and the country's been fed up. They're fed up! You hear that? This is, I think this is your book. Am I going? Yeah, you're going. Okay. So, they're fed up with that. So, by the time Russia comes, <clears throat> or by the time China comes, and they're like, hey, let's do business. And they're like, well, America's at our table. They're like, remember when America killed your politicians? And they're like, yeah, we ought to go and sign that, sign that b- bill with China. But China, they got their own little wacky ways. Because they somehow put countries in debt with their trading. You know? So they, they, they're fucked. They're, they're, mm. they're, they're fucked if they come to us. They're fucked if they go to China. Because China doesn't build up your country. Well, China does build up your country to make China look good. Mm. You know, to, to help out China. That's what it's for. It's not really let us help you out, you know, type of vibe. But uh, we'll see how a lot of these um, Eastern African countries are doing in these next few years regarding, you know, the infrastructure and their communities. Hopefully they do see some benefit from uh, Chinese influence in, in their country. I only want the best for them. It doesn't benefit me for them to lose, honestly. Make me feel me even more prompt to travel to the country and be like, hey, lady, go check us out. Check you out, you go check me out. Tight vibe. America's last slave ship is more intact than anyone thought. Damn. They probably been keeping up with that bitch. 
They, yeah, honestly speaking, they want to show Americans and other people. Look, Africans traveled in ships like this. Like American slavery is for real. Yo, who was that? Who was that African? Like, like I don't know what type of status he had, but he left Africa to came to come here. What happened to that nigga, bro? Left Africa and then came here. Yeah, like during like like I want to say close to like the BC era. Oh, you talking about the Amistad? No, nah, Amistad is like like more like after. Oh, hold on, hold on. I go get some juice. We'll be right back. Commercial break. <clears throat> Yo, man. Damn, bro. I'm telling you right now, man. Like, it, 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 yeah, I need some birth control, bro. Like, need be birth control for men, B. Oh. So, if I told you right now, man. I got this pill and I made sure you ain't had no kids. It just like it took a year off. You only gotta take it once a year. You never had kids. Would you take it? Nigga, hell yeah, nigga, I'm gonna take that shit. Nigga, what the fuck you talking about? Nigga, like, come on. Like, why can't I get some shit like that, bro? Like, real talk. Yo, man, we we got this new birth control right now, bro. I, mean, I ain't playing with you, bro. I've been on it for like a. Like, Bro, I've been I've been fucking wild, bro. I, I ain't got so, no bitch. I've just been busting them bitches. I ain't getting the bitches pregnant. Oh, Yo, shit. bro, where the fuck you get that shit from, bro? Damn. Like, you only take that shit once a year? I'm, I'll do a commercial break. <laughs> oh, really? I was advertising men birth control. There we go. <laughs> birth control. Smashing nuts in, in the doorway before you walk out. You'd be good to go. For a year, you can't have a kid. Oh. Would you take it? What? A pill? Yeah. Why not? Oh, yeah. It's true. You know, like, all the years, you just want to have fun. And you know the girls don't do something with the condom. And you're all paranoid and white. Why not? Not even just that. It's mainly for the niggas that don't want to wear condoms. Now you just got to worry about STDs. Well, they might as well do the pill plus edition. The rabbit HIV defector. Yo, they came out with a pill like that. It's a, it'll, but it'll, with that, you, you can't have kids for like two years. Well, it'll be like a little robot inside of your body. It'll fly around right to your sperm sac and it'll keep warming up your sperm so it dies because that's the whole size of the balls outside of the body so it doesn't get too hot. So all the all the little robot will have to do is keep vibrating, you know, building up heat in a thermonuclear that's actual thermonuclear shit thermodynamics well is that really scientifically how testosterone cancer comes about because your balls get too hot uh, I don't know or is it because what uh, cancer cells just build up in your in your balls and that's what they call cancer is testosterone cancer uh, we can look it up because, yeah, you know, cancer could, 
eye cancer, you know, I got cheek cancer, they call it skin cancer, right? Hey. I got hair cancer, so you, you got scalp cancer, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got teeth cancer, so your teeth falls up, <laughs> you got gum cancer, nigga. <laughs> I don't know, right? Yeah, man. No, I think you would get to test. I think you would get some type of form of uh, cancer. You know, all that nuclear yeah. radiation that's hitting your nuts. <laughs> I, I would doubt. I mean, I would. When I put it past you, that one thing begats another thing. So you know, you you do one thing to prevent yourself from not having kids, and you forgot another bad thing. Exactly. To come about your life. That's how you crazy, right? <clears throat> yeah, so you talk about um, a black man that went over in the B.C. era to America? Yeah. You know, that might be all myth. You know, they, they, they also got a myth that a black man did take, like, some black people. And he kept fucking it till he got an albino, and then he kept an albino. <laughs> he kept fucking an albino. Hey man, that's people how do some did. crazy shit. So yes. that would have put it past. Yo, Tiger Woods had a hell of a. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say, bro. I mean, Tiger when you paid that much money, you got more than one house. So who you think is in the mother houses? Uh oh, uh oh. There we go. There we go. See, that's... Yeah. Uh, nah, yeah. I don't need no multiple houses. I just need one. Yeah. There's no point. Because, I mean, even, even Solomon from the Bible had trouble with too many wives. You exactly. Know? There's no point. They're like, look. Made, made him denounce his faith, one of his damn wives. Yeah. It was wild out. Because even if he had that one that did make him denounce his faith... And just that one alone, that's fucked up. That's how you end up fucking up. Because you just have that one. <laughs> and that's what it teaches you. It doesn't matter if you have multiple. You can have that one that'll just fuck you up. One too many, nigga. Dang. Is Costco chicken good for you? I can't remember the last time I had a Costco chicken. You know what? They just showed a picture of a chicken from a cage and a chicken like three months afterwards. I wouldn't believe that the Costco chicken is not good for you. Because those chickens, the way they live life in those cages is rough. You, you, you feel like crying for them if you've seen one of those commercial documentaries. Them people was just stuffing the chickens in, inside of the cage, and it looks like some of their feet and their wings are outside of the cage, and the guy's still stuffing more in there, and he's pushing the gate closed and locking it. It's like, yo, you literally just smushed all and like your wing outside of the cage, and you just like it was like wild out like that. I felt bad for him, and he's just. Hung the Negro upside down, man. It's just, just like, whatever the heck. And then you know what's about to happen next, right? That was the saddest part, man. That blade, man. <laughs> they was just running at Bruh, that joint was sad. <laughs> it was sad, man. I felt bad for them. 
Them poor chickens, man. I bet you them. And, and Costco sell the bulks? They coming like that? <laughs> they stop, stop the yeah. Yo, man. I just I just had a gruesome ass vision. That's something I don't want yes, to see. Yes, that's that's like when every now that's and then especially like like for the Thanksgiving year, they ran one of those turkey commercials and they wild out on the turkey, man. They <laughs> wild out on it. It one guy that um you know, he did some extra joint on the turkey and the turkey was, was suffering and he just, you know, like just didn't give a fuck about it. Like or like I think the reason why I didn't remember cause it was just it was just gruesome. Cause the man I think he just ended up just letting the turkey just bleed out and just didn't care about it. they didn't even put it out of his mystery. It was just something weird and awful like that. I was like, dang man, them poor animals. They go through it like, dang. I mean, we was just talking about the slave shit. They was treating us like that. Just, Get out! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. Like, yo, chill, chill, chill. I'm in here, I'm in here. It's like, all right, we could fit another 16 more in here. What are you talking about? That's crazy. That's wild, yo. People bleeding out. They don't even have no dignity to put them out their misery, man. You know, they're just throwing people off the, off, off the, off the bridge, off the Captain Hook plank. Rawed out, like, you know, the ones that lived was us, because we ain't jumped. We stayed in that boat, and we, we, we tucked it through. We made it all the way over here. We got sold. We worked. We fell in love. We seen kids grow up. We here, right? Yeah, but we could be better, though. I mean, other people didn't have the liberty. Oh, the Guyanese. You know Guyanese people over in South Africa. They're the African-Americans of Indian descent. I mean, not Native American. I mean, actual from India. Because they were sold as slaves, Mm. apparently. And they inhabit Guyana. That's why you got... Guyanese people, they sort of look Indian, but you know they're South American, yeah. but they chill with us and they like black people, so that's, that explains it, mm-hmm. you know? They, they're they just like us. Yeah. And look at their country. They had the highest suicide rate almost consecutively, you know, like, we doing just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I mean, poor Guyana, right? Name another people that did good. Oh, the people of uh, Liberia. You heard of them? Uh-uh. Okay, so it's a real sad story. Um, who must have been? Who was the presidents back then? This was like post of uh, Abraham Lincoln era. Oh. This was maybe like Booker T. Washington era, where. They sent over some African Americans. They go live in Africa, and they called the country Liberia. And they got a country flag that sort of looks like Texas, you know, red, white, and blue, and it even has a star on it, like America. Mm-hmm. So the bad thing is, once when those black people got over there, they. 
they acted like Americans. And they, you know, tried to enslave some of them and tried to exploit them, you know, with their labor because, you know, they knew a little bit more. And also they came with some American resources. So it wasn't like they was fresh off the boat. They came over with the American stamp on their asses type vibe and like live out your dreams now. And, you know, unfortunately, some of them did take advantage and a lot of corruption happened and civil wars and we a little bit better than you type vibes. But uh, over and out, um, you know, the country is not doing that good. You know, they, they, they drive on the right side of the road. You know, they teach English and they exchange American money. Yep, they love American money especially. And, um, you know, they, they learn the American curriculum still. So, you know, they're pretty much type American over there, mm -hmm. you know. And there's some African people, too, you know. Uh, we could think of all types of countries, you know, where people had it rough. Mm -hmm. They still got it rough, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Shoot. Allies, 
even when America was having their wars, they had allies. The South didn't. Matter of fact, the South did have allies, but not like how the North had allies during their Civil War. And of course, during the American Revolution, they had France as an ally. Maybe some other Dutch, Dutch countries, just more uh, passively. But for, for our sake, in our hypothesis, but real quick before the timer goes up for this section of the podcast, is who do you think would have been the African-Americans' um, allies if this really optimistic civil war was to happen? And also, it would have been fun to also gander what time period are we talking about by the time, blissfully, a civil war would erupt. Because, you know, optimistically speaking, also regarding the separation is you will hope that it's all handshakes and paperwork and now it's two separate countries but unfortunately even after the american revolution you had the french revolution and that was pretty damn bloody so in modern times bloodshed still goes on so that would be most likely the fate you know i you know, maybe France would be our natural ally, naturally, because France has always been our ally. But, you know, France would be a little on the fence because it'll be like, all right, this is a race war, though. You know, this wasn't like back doors, or not even saying civil war happened. This is like our hypothetical civil war scenario. So it's not even that example. So it's like, yeah, the last time we was on your side was when you were essentially united. <clears throat> so here we are, are you separate? And now it's a race type of thing. So I, I can't even guarantee if anybody would be our ally, except for, of course, Haiti. But Haiti is not in a position to be mm-hmm. a liable mm-hmm. ally, mm-hmm. you know? Because we wasn't a liable ally during the Haitian Revolution. When they virtually only country to successfully break themselves off and not even really long-term wise because we all know their situation to this day so you know was it really a succession you know at this point you know it, it all begs those type of questions you know what is true freedom you know what is true succession honestly speaking because it's more than succession it's also success you know well, what countries do you know or what nation of people do you know that broke off from slavery or was descendants from slaves and are actually prospering and is virtually... The only people that we can honestly think of is the English. You know, the English were slaves to the Romans. Britannia. And they threw people over Hadrian's Wall. And the people northern of the Hadrian's Wall were described as animals and barbarians and you know they were captivated into uh the greater of the uk population so those are the only people that i know that could survive slavery and actually prospered and became the slave so it, it also like unfortunately probably what the americans back in the day with liberia fucked up thought like the only way to prosperous is do some slaving yourself and you know they failed obviously because they weren't really in the position to even do that so 
we're, we're talking about maybe generations later when a nation of people don't learn from their ancestors <laughs> and they begin enslaving another race of people is when they could <laughs> it's the, the age old Question. tradition of like yeah. just it's like fuck it you ain't gonna bend the knee we're gonna make you bend the knee yeah baby. and that's that's unfortunate that that's what what it tells us human nature is given into you know maybe with the